Good morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, One Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord, our King, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, you sent your Holy Spirit to be the life and light of your church. Open our hearts to the riches of your grace, that we may bring forth the fruit of the Spirit in love and joy and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Our reading for this 10th Sunday in Pentecost is Luke chapter 12, verses 49 through 53. Jesus said, I came to cast fire on the earth, and would that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on, in one house there will be five divided, three against two, and two against three. They will be divided father against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Reverend James Fundum, currently the admissions counselor at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana, shared that as he was serving as a parish pastor, several of his members had to endure amputations, either because of diabetes, poor circulation, or injury. The gangrenous loom had to be cut off. What a dreadful thing. In fact, he had one parishioner who became a double amputee. In order to save her life, two dreadful amputations of her legs were necessary. In a similar way, in our gospel lesson, Jesus is dreading what lies ahead. He wishes the fire was already kindled. He's distressed until his bloody baptism is completed. In fact, it reminds us of Jesus' words in John chapter 12. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? But for this purpose I have come to this hour. It reminds us of Gethsemane, when Jesus' soul was overwhelmed with sorrow, and he prayed that the cup be taken from him. He was full of dread, and yet determined, as he spoke to the Father, your will be done. In today's gospel text, Jesus dreads the fire and the bloody baptism his suffering, crucifixion, and death, 
not only because of the physical torments, and not only because he would endure the wrath of God, but also because one of the side effects of the gospel, division. Now, it's not the fault of the gospel, for the gospel is peace. But it's the fault of sin that Jesus' death causes painful divisions. It is ironic, but it's true. The gospel of peace brings division. Oh, it's true what Isaiah says. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. On the night of his birth, the angel said, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace. The night when he was betrayed, he said to his disciples, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. On Easter Eve, Jesus really meant it when he said to his disciples, Peace be with you. Jesus gives us a peace that the world cannot give, a peace that passes all understanding. The prophet Isaiah talks about that peace in poetic ways. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, he says in chapter 11, verse 6, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. The prophet Isaiah says in chapter 2, verse 4, now, this is the peace between God and man. It's a peace in believers' hearts. It's the peace of knowing that our sins are forgiven. Yet, some would like the gospel to give world peace, you know, a kind of utopia on earth. Some think that peace is that we should embrace what God calls sin so as not to offend someone living in that sin. There are some who expect some sort of millennial kingdom on earth. You know, puppies and candy for everyone. But that will never happen. Because of sin, Jesus divides like nothing else, <laughs> even more than politics. Some will believe and some will refuse. Ever since the fall into sin, there has been division in this world. Adam and Eve were divided from God and each other. Cain and Abel were divided. Think of the division between believers and unbelievers in the days of Noah. Think of Sodom and Gomorrah. Think of the children of Israel and Pharaoh. Think of all the prophets. They spoke God's word and people were divided. Some believed, some refused. The same was true throughout the New Testament. Whenever Jesus was preached, people were divided. Some believed, and some rejected the good news. Even the thieves on the cross, actually the crosses, one on each side of Jesus, they were divided. One repented and was saved. The other refused. Now Luke, in his gospel, has so many references to Jesus as one who brings division. Simeon, in Luke chapter 2, verse 34, said this. He said, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel. Jesus' entire ministry brought division, especially between the scribes and the Pharisees who rejected his teaching and the tax collectors, prostitutes, and sinners who received him in faith. So that's why Jesus says, I came to cast fire on the earth and would that it was already kindled.
Jesus longs to reveal his kingdom, not only through judgment, but also and especially through the revelation of his grace and the deliverance it brings about. And so that fire was started when Jesus died on the cross, and it has been burning ever since. Now, Jesus didn't want division and strife. He said, how I wish it were already kindled. I wish it were already over. Jesus wishes the fire was already kindled and the baptism was already completed. Jesus had a baptism to be baptized with, his crucifixion and death, and he couldn't wait for the words, it is finished. He began his ministry with a water baptism in the Jordan, where he placed himself under God's wrath for all the world. And now he completes his ministry with a bloody baptism on the cross. The full wrath of God is placed upon him as he atones for the world. He dreads the cross and the divisions that will come, but he doesn't shrink from the cross. He's determined. One of the most painful effects of the gospel is division in the family. Jesus gave an example of a family of five, a father, mother, daughter, married son, and his wife. There were two against three and three against two. Some believed in Jesus, some didn't. No one was neutral. No one is neutral. Nothing divides a family like the gospel. And this is probably where it hurts the most. Few families have the blessing of all being together, united in Christ. And I suspect that all of us have felt this pain. We take comfort, though. You who struggle and doubt because of the divisions. Jesus knows your pain. He knew all about divisions in the family. You don't stand alone. In fact, once Jesus' mother and brothers came to where he was teaching to take charge of him, they were saying he was out of his mind. It seems that much of his own family rejected him until after the resurrection. But that didn't stop him from going to the cross. Jesus knows all about division. The gospel text says, they will be divided, father against son and son against father. Well, that's what happened at the cross, isn't it? The father was divided against the son the Father abandoned Jesus, not because the Son did any wrongs himself, but because he bore our wrongs. Our sins divided the Father from the Son. The Son was amputated from the Father that we might be forever reconciled to God. So how do you deal with division? Remember that Jesus knows your sadness. He was tempted in every way you are, yet he was without sin. He was persecuted within his own family and hometown, and so he comforts you. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, says Jesus, I have overcome the world. Keep on witnessing to your loved ones. Keep praying for them. Keep hearing the word. Keep receiving the sacrament. God will strengthen your faith through all these trials. If you find no support in your earthly family, there is support in your church family. Those united by faith in Christ are close, sometimes closer than a genetic relative. Even if you are abandoned by your biological family, you are part of the family of God. 
The time is coming soon when that last great division will take place publicly on Judgment Day. Jesus will divide the sheep from the goats, believers on his right, unbelievers on his left. Then those who have courageously confessed the faith, even to their unbelieving families and friends, will be confessed by Jesus to his Father. In fact, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 10, Everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. And beloved, take heart. In heaven, there will be no more divisions, but perfect peace and unity. In Jesus' name, amen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Let us pray. Gracious Father, revive your church in our day and make her holy, strong, and faithful for your glory's sake. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deer Walk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.